This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. An abrupt cranberries rejoin? Is that what we're at on a Friday, Zoo? It's about that song. Okay. I thought it's a feel-good Friday, though. I don't think feel-good when I think of the cranberries. I like the cranberries. Nothing against them, but... I, I went linger and said a linger. zombie, though, um, See, I'm know? more of a zombie guy myself. Not that that... Like, you know what it is, though? That's... Have you ever been to Nashville? I have not. Okay, so the big thing in Nashville now is we uh, are back on a warm-up show on a Friday, by the way. Uh, Chris Lepresti, Mike Fliegelman rejoining me in a second taking care of a little business with Boomer uh, in one of the other studios, all good. So the thing with Nashville, now that it's become sort of a, like a commercial uh, bachelor, bachelorette party type hangout spot, you know, like one of those uh, cliche things, like it was Vegas for a while, now Nashville's a big one, and you go to what were the honky-tonks, but now they've got all these bands playing, not just one band per bar, by the way, it's like, it could be two, three, one on each level, we're talking Nashville here, Fleegs, because he just played Cranberries on the way back, it wasn't oh, I, Zombie. I, I heard, I was listening right. to uh, both at the same okay. time. Okay, so the thing with uh, with Nashville, because having been there recently, I was there in 2011, I think it was, when it was just sort of taken off as like a hot touristy destination, and it had much more of the like old school country feel. And having been back around this time last summer briefly, but I was there for, I don't know, like 48 hours or so um, with my wife and my extended family. My sister's birthday was cool. We rented a big house, went into downtown Nashville, Broadway on a Saturday night. The place was packed and the bars have cover bands. And without fail, in almost every bar you go into, Zombie is one that gets covered by almost all the bands. And it sounds great. Because they play it more as like a heavy hard rock song. Like, I know the original had a little feel of that, but it's even sort of to the next level. Um, and I, I'm a big cover. I like covers. So that's one that I actually love and I uh, play for my sons who are seven and four and they get a kick out of. Anyway, there's my little... Uh, you play it, you, like you play it for them, you play an instrument? Or you no, just no, 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 no. I played a song and a couple versions, the cover versions. And I wish I could... Could uh, like you know jam on the guitar and sing uh, good enough. Right, look at that. Right as we say that, there's a Cars for Kids ad on TV with a bunch of kids playing in a band, guitar and keyboard and all that good stuff. Hey, kids, Bob's next generation. Right there, there, you go. Very nice. Now, before we dive into a little football here, something Fleek said there in the first segment about how in years past with the Yankees, you usually get sort of the unheralded, unheralded or unexpected player to come out of nowhere and help the Yankees make a run down the stretch. Well, one guy that will not be doing that in a Yankee uniform is Devin Garcia, who got claimed by the White Sox yesterday, which, to me, that's less the headline. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's more, again, another prospect who flamed out. Whoever you want to blame, if you want to say Garcia never, you know, took the next step or the Yankees somehow failed him. But more interesting to me was one of the other teams that put in a claim on David Garcia didn't get him because of where they are in the standings. And that would be the Tampa Bay Rays. And to me... That is a concern from a Yankee standpoint. Anytime the Rays get involved with your your outcasts and your pitchers that you decide I can't do anything more with, or we've got to move them off the roster because we don't have a spot, and the Rays are quick to try and get them get in there and get their hands on them, that's a concern. You don't want to see the Astros or Rays try to pick up a former pitcher. You had mm. the same way your football team cuts a player. You don't want to see Bill Belichick right. snag him up and say, "Ah, oh, you know what? What did they miss?" Now the thing with Belichick is sometimes I know that's the mo, but sometimes well, it'll also, be he'll and, kick the tires quick, and then that guy will be sent right. packing within a week. I mean, this is also a guy that might be starting Connor McDermott, the former Jets tackle, for a few years, <laughs> and I say there's nothing Bill Belichick that can do to make that guy a starting tackle in the NFL. So have fun. But from the Garcia point with the Rays, I mean, we are all even thinking it now. You know, Severino is going to end up with one of these teams next year. And listen, he's not going to be the Severino that you saw five so years strip ago. Strip him down and build him back up. Could they turn him into a useful piece? Maybe. What was even more interesting for me on uh, Garcia was, did she see that Eric Kratz, who yes. caught his open uh, with the Yankees? We will play that today. Was kind of ripping the organization. Now mm-hmm. look, I and we've talked about Cashman a lot this week. They make a lot of mistakes. They got a lot of stuff right. You make a lot I, of errors. Sorry. I, I still have to believe that if David Garcia, especially with the kind of pitchers that the Yankees have been running through this year, if he had a chance to really contribute at the big league level, if they thought yeah, there was desperate. even a they possibility. They turned him into a reliever, essentially. They would have. I mean, this is a team that is probably going to start Randy Vasquez tonight. Who knows who's going to pitch for them at the beginning of next week, the next time Severino's turn in the You're rotation You're going to probably see a lot of Brito and Vasquez, I would think. And what's wild is they've pitched better at the big league level than they then have they at have AAA. AAA. Yeah. Especially Vasquez. But, again, if they thought there was just a chance that this guy could contribute anything, even just as a reliever is coming up who's given them an inning or two, they would have given him a shot. Until we see David Garcia do something in the big leagues, whether it's the White Sox or another club, I'm going to give Brian Cashman the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, I don't want to pile on. I mean, you look at the numbers, uh, even, let's go post-COVID. 2019 wasn't great either for David Garcia, minor leagues-wise. 2021, he made 22 starts, 6.85 ERA. Last year, 20 games, 13 starts, 6.89. This year, almost exclusively as a reliever, just one start, 28 games, 5.67. So, I mean, there's really nothing to, to grab hold of there. I mean, right. those are well, inflated what numbers at the, those levels exactly. that yes. just says he deserves another shot. And Cashman, for all of his flaws, the one thing I will always defend him on, 
he does not let go of a lot of guys that should be kept. Well, we're talking about now maybe Duran with the Rangers no, you, and outfielder. Yeah, but is, you can make the case uh, outside of Judge, like a lot of their guys, whether they no, keep them or not, I, that's, don't pan that's out. True. That's true. But you know, you like, look at I, their roster construction; it's a lot of guys they have added from other fair, organizations. Fair. But even a guy like uh, I was thinking about him the other night because he came in to pitch against the Mets and uh, lost the game. Wisniewski on the Cubs, like this is a guy. Oh, yep. he's one of the guys Cashman was willing to give up. In guys, that they sent out to Oakland. Like JP Sears is in the rotation. He's been respectable. Um, who was the other guy? Uh, they blanking all on his name. Right, that's the point. Yeah, these hired these pitchers. They're like, oh, they don't. Yeah, maybe they don't want to let go of that guy. You know, he's one of their upper echelon guys, and then they get traded, and you never hear from them again, pretty much, or they flame out quickly. Yeah, where David Garcia will always be remembered is 2020, the playoff game against the Rays. Yeah, something that was not his fault. Something that it's funny because I'm a I'm a big Aaron Boone basher. <laughs> You'll never convince me that this was Aaron Boone's decision. Agreed. There's no way in the world that Aaron Boone wanted to go with an opener in a playoff game when the Yankees tried to outraise the Rays. Yep. But that will be a part of Yankee infamy forever that they used an opener in a playoff game in front of Jay Happ, <laughs> and it was Debbie Garcia. <laughs> the A's, as bad as I get it, they're a terrible team, so... Maybe they're they a terrible organization. They had the uh, guy what Fujinama who was awful for right. the A's goes to the Orioles yeah. and nobody can touch him. Now he was now wasn't it he was awful at the beginning of the season when now he was he working as a starter a and then they turned they the put bullpen. him to yeah yeah. Now the A's have 3 former Yankee prospects that have pitched regularly for them this year. James Caprillion, who we know has had his injury history and he's pitching to a 6.34 ERA. The aforementioned JP Sears who's been you know he's been solid 23 starts. The win-loss record, it doesn't matter because it's the A's. But 4-2-3 ERAs, whips a little over one. Respectable. Right. And Ken Waldachuk. That was the other name I was thinking of. 15 starts, 6.3 ERA. So. I mean, the one thing you would say about all three of those guys, better than Severino. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a low bar Severino. to right now. I mean, that's where the bar, the bar is Severino on the floor. Severino calling himself one of the worst pitchers in baseball. All right. Before we get carried away too much with the baseball here, here I was thinking we weren't going to have anything to talk about. And half the show's over. Go figure. So we've done a ton on the Jets. Like, I can't remember the last time I played a piece of giant. And I've been doing the morning show pretty much for like two two weeks and change straight. I can't remember the last Dable, Daniel Jones cut. And maybe that's on me. The Jets are the you know low-hanging fruit, the thing that everyone's interested in. Hard knocks, Rodgers, all that good stuff. So we've discussed that quite a bit. We talked about him again yesterday, offensive line, so on and so forth. So here go the Giants flying under the radar. Not that anyone cares so much about the preseason game, but as they start to play games off of a very encouraging season, couldn't have gone better in year one under Dable and Joe Shane, the playoff win, Daniel Jones, all of that, all of that great stuff. What would we say are, let's come up with like the top three legit concerns we have about the Giants heading into this season. Break first. Already? Holy crap. That's fine. Now we have time to think about them. All right. So there's your little tease. We'll do that in the break. We'll think of those top three things. We'll compare notes on the other side. Flelo on the fan. Warm-up show on a feel-good Friday. Boomer and Jerry at the top. We're coming right back.